Are the aliens among us? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, aliens. Yes, alien. we're back to aliens, everybody. I don't remember the last time Sam and I talked about aliens. But they're back, baby, in a big way. Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Who's going to be talking about it? Me, I'm your host, DJ. With me, as always, is your other host, Roxy. Hi, Roxy. I had to sneeze so bad, but it hasn't come out yet, DJ. So That's a fun game. You know, um, sometimes I do this number. Like, if you kind of, like, block the nasal passage for a second, and it kind of, like, alleviates itself. No, you got to get it out. You can't push it in. No, you can't. If you're sneezing, don't hold it in. But prevent it you, before the sneeze is initiated, before your brain turns the keys that the sneeze starts, you're in the clear. I don't know about that, DJ. I, I, I also don't like know. <laughs> Finish your thought. Sorry. It's the devil coming out of you, right? Must be. Good point. Solid point. I didn't think about that. I was thinking about that if you hold, if you keep, a, if, like if you're sneezing and you keep from sneezing, brain cells die, which I also think is not true. <laughs> Once I once I said I'm like that's probably not how things work. Um, I don't think so. But we're both under the impression that at least once the sneeze has started, you gotta let you gotta let it loose. You gotta let her. Uh, shoot, let us know in the chat what your preferred sneeze sneeze mythology is. <laughs> Roxy, how are yeah, you doing today? Nice. Look at the light. That's what they say, right? Gotta... To sneeze to initiate sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to I tend to sneeze more when I'm out in the sun. You can't have anybody say anything during the time period. Like, if you feel like you have to sneeze, but somebody says like "bless you," then you won't sneeze. I've heard that one as well. Although in this case, you don't want to sneeze, so bless you. I do want to sneeze. Wait, you want to sneeze on air? I don't care about it being on air. I want to. I don't like being a sneeze being inside of me, but it hasn't come out yet. I want you to just sneeze all over the camera. Just get it all, get the webcam all goopy. You took away my sneeze on purpose, didn't you? Yes. That was my plan the whole time. That was my plan the whole time. It's my alien plot. But listen, before we get into all that, you all know what we're talking about. You're going to have to wait. Um, Of course, you can watch this show live without ads at patreon.com slash only stupid answers there's also patreon exclusive shows like spiderversity that i'm doing with sal we're in the middle of spectacular spider-man which is spectacular um and sal and i also do every third wednesday we do mutant academy where we're talking about x-men movies and upcoming as of this recording the upcoming one is x-men first class we got out a little the rocky patch of Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine, and now we're back to better movies with First Class. Roxy, what's your favorite X movie? I don't know. Um, nah. X-Men have never been my men. Okay, um, fair enough. Fair not, enough. Fair not, enough. Not, and I've seen most of them, but... But you hate them. I, I get mean, it. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> I really don't know. I, yeah. I don't even know who my favorite character is. Mm, mm. Um, this is something this is something we'll need to unpack later this is something we'll need to back later but in the meantime give us a five-star review over on itunes also on spotify every week we ask a question or do a poll this week last week was a poll what topics 
Would you like us to cover, as you said, as, as you, Roxy, as you said, no, as we said to the audience um, that we're going to be doing, uh, we're just going to be doing some different stuff. We're not going to be like doing movie reviews for the time being because of the sack strike and all that. Check out last week's episode for all that stuff. Um, so the here's here were the options in the poll, Roxy. Aliens, cooking, sports, Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot's an interesting one, too. I don't know much about Bigfoot. Are you up to date on Bigfoot stuff? I'm not up to date with Bigfoot stuff. However, every time I talk to Sam, Bigfoot comes up. <laughs> I want you to know how different, and I don't believe you know this, and we will get yeah. into this, yeah. how different UAPs and Bigfoot are. I and, think you put them in the same category in your mind. Okay. I don't, I don't think that's true because one comes from space and one is here. Although there are some Bigfoot theories that he is an extra-dimensional entity. But this isn't the Bigfoot episode. We're not going to be getting into that. We're, we're going to... We're, we're, back to the polls. Which the, topic, which the topics were aliens, cooking, sports, Bigfoot. How do you think... What do you think the metrics uh, uh, I hope aliens the dominated... Line? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. I want you to give me numbers. What how, what percentage do you think aliens did? So it's alien, Bigfoot, sports, and books? Cooking. 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 Um, I think aliens did 35%. Okay. Are we going to go one by one? No, I want you to do all the percentages, and I want them to be add up correctly. No, I'm kidding. Um, aliens... Did 45%. Oh, okay. So then after Aliens, I would say it was probably sports? Incorrect. Sports Bigfoot? and Bigfoot are tied for 9%. And cooking's above them? 36%. Wow. Cooking coming in clutch. Coming in strong. Cooking coming in strong. Not big fans of Bigfoot over here. Um, Sam would be ashamed if you all... Uh, Mike Joy says Bigfoot likes Slim Jims, right? I believe I remember that ad campaign. Yes, I think that is accurate. Also, he likes but to Bigfoot's hang out with the not Hendersons. Real, and UAPs are. I mean, yes, unidentified things are real. There are things that happen that we can't identify. That is true. Right. That is real. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Roxy, I think you're getting ahead of yourself. On the we're not at the aliens yet. You're no, already I'm defensive about the aliens. <laughs> That the reason I'm saying that, DJ, is because you put in a poll, cooking, yeah. real, UAPs, yeah. real, sports, uh -huh. real. These are just topics. All of them are real as topics. All of them are things that we can discuss. Okay. See, I think you're not as up-to-date on the judgment. Bigfoot studies. I just feel like you're not as up-to-date up on the Bigfoot studies. Um, and before we do any of that... More sorry, everybody. Sorry to keep, but you know I have to make you wait for the the meal. We got to do some uh, appetizers first, and that app the apps take the form of news, and the news is pff, as usual not fun, not not necessarily fun, but not as bad as always. Maybe let's talk about Stephen Amell, who ever since he's been off Arrow, anytime he pops up on my feed, it's never for a good thing. <laughs> it's never Stephen Amell did something great. Uh, um. And this time, Roxy, are you up to date? Are you up to date on both the Stephen Amell and the Lizzo situation? I am. Great. Perfect. Perfect. Do you want to? I'll let you take point. What's going on with Stephen Amell? <laughs> okay. So, what's going on with Stephen Amell is that Stephen Amell was uh, speaking for over an hour mm -hmm. on 
um, topics that right now people can't talk about any struck material. Yeah. A lot of actors have been rambling on as they've been on stages and whatnot. But anyway, he was talking about things in an hour and he said, um, I support my union and I do, I stand with them. I do not support striking. I don't, I think that it is a reductive negotiation tactic and I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. Um, and then said, I think that thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that I'm not on that premiered last night, I think is myopic. Yeah. He's talking so specifically about of, heels heels, which is just premiered season two. So those are some of his quotes. He got yeah. a lot of heat specifically for, I do not support striking. I don't. Yeah. And for, I think that it is a reductive negotiating tactic. And I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. Those are kind of the two that people harped on. And especially those in juxtaposition with, I support my union, yeah. which they, those seem like contradictory statements. He then took to his social media to address each of these comments. Yeah. And in addressing them, kind of clarified in some ways, but also kind of put 10 toes down. To yeah. summarize his clarification, he did say all of those things. He claims to support the union, but he also speaks about being unbelievably frustrated. I guess actually I won't summarize. I'll just use his actual words so people can interpret this how they would like. Yeah. He said, when he said, I do not support striking, I don't, what he meant in full context is, I understand fundamentally why we're here. My off-the-cuff use of the word support is clearly contradictory to my true feelings, my emphatic statement that I stand with my union. Of course, I don't like striking. Nobody does, but we have to do what we have to do. And then in regards to him talking about it being a reductive negotiation tactic, he explained what he meant there. He said, I'm an actor and I was speaking extemporaneously for over an hour. I emote, but I certainly don't think these issues are simple. Our leadership is an incredibly complicated job. I'm grateful for all they do. Despite some of my terrible early acting work, I assure you I'm not a robot. He actually made several jokes like that throughout yeah. his, uh, but okay. <laughs> From an intellectual perspective, I understand why we are striking. That doesn't mean it isn't emotionally frustrating on many levels for all, all involved. There's more of this. If you want to see more, you can go to his Instagram post where yeah. he it's a lengthy um, post. wrote a very lengthy comment. What'd yeah. you say? It's a lengthy post. I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. the post itself isn't lengthy, but the 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 script, the you know, the stuff that we're reading from is lengthy. Yeah, the caption yeah. is very lengthy. Uh, so my, here's my gut, DJ, and then here's what I think is actually like we're allowed to say. My gut mm -hmm. is, I think that Stephen Mel doesn't believe in the strike. I think he thinks <laughs> that it's kind of BS, and yeah. that he gets paid a lot and enough. And he doesn't want to not be working right now. And he doesn't want to not be promoting his heels thing. And he doesn't fully understand the weight of the strike. And yeah. it's not for him. And yeah, then I, he got I, somebody, for saying that. Yeah, somebody pointed out that um, he's kind of the one that benefit. He's in that position that benefits the least where um, he's not small enough where the benefits will benefit him but he's not big enough that he can weather this fine like he's not like sitting on brad pitt money where it's like yeah fine strike forever the fuck long you want <laughs> totally your favorite tv stars are the yeah. are the ones in that category typically yeah. right now um and his show is a show that needs promotion mm -hmm. um 
and they're not able to do that right now. So I think that he, he got a lot of heat. So he tried to clarify, but in my soul of souls, do I believe that he stands with the strike? I don't, I think that Mm -hmm. he does stand with the union in the way that he's in the union. So you can't say you don't stand with the union, but my gut says this strike is not for him. That being said, he is absolutely right with his clarification in terms of this is effing frustrating for people. It's frustrating for 160,000 people minimum. Um, Mm -hmm. Probably frustrating for, I would go as far to say half million people. And then it's going to be frustrating for millions of people who aren't getting their content. Um, It is, he, he's also right. He's speaking for an hour and sometimes you get little loops. You forget where you are. And all of a sudden you let your true colors show, or you slip up and you say something that you don't mean to say publicly or mean to say at all, which is, I hate the position that we're in right now. And I don't want to be doing this. Um, I don't think that that's a mistake that I would make Mm -hmm. and I don't agree with him. And I know how the, at the end of the day, whether you agree with every single tactic or you don't agree, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week, DJ, I don't know if you've been seeing Viola Davis's stance on this or Silverman's stance on this, where Viola and what'd you say? Uh, yeah, the the a, a little bit where Sarah Silverman is uh, is kind of very, or at least in the post I saw, was not happy with the idea of these kind of like glossy productions being able to move forward with big celebrities that like some of them are Apple TV shows, some of them already have streaming deals, um, and right uh, where the distributor isn't an AMPTP com- company. However, the uh, or the production company is not, but the distribution is. So yeah. it's like kind of that thin line. So it all it started where Viola Davis got this SAG interim contract that for the movie that she's shooting right now. And mm-hmm. she said she didn't feel comfortable moving forward. Yeah. And some people were like, that makes perfect sense. And other people were like, um, you're not the only one on this production. And now everybody's out of work because you don't feel comfortable, even though SAG has given you permission. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Sarah I do... Silverman. Sorry. Sarah Silverman did a, a live video where she spoke about how she pretty much stands with Viola Davis on that side of this, where they believe that these interim contracts are going to just continue to make the strikes go longer and they mm-hmm. aren't going to help. And then SAG put out statements saying that this is a very key part of their negotiation tactic. Wherever you stand on that, but Sarah Silverman's point was. We cannot be in or fighting right now. Whether mm-hmm. you agree or, or disagree, we have to agree to disagree. And if you take the interim contracts, SAG has said that's okay. And if you don't, then that's a personal choice. But obviously, it doesn't help when we're fighting amongst ourselves. And we need to be fighting against the studios. So that all kind of goes into this whole thing with Stephen Amell. It's not just Stephen Amell. I don't know if you also saw Zachary Levi's comments where... Yeah, that happened just yesterday, right? Right. Yeah. Um, where And then clarification by Zachary Levi today. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that a lot. Misspeak, mm-hmm. clarification, misspeak, clarification. Um, but it was... And also, should these guys be at cons? <laughs> so as long as you're not promoting struck work, you're able to be at a con, I suppose. I guess that um, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis... She was doing podcast promotion for a podcast at Comic-Con or whatever. And she had a lot of heat from people saying, you know, you're not supposed to be there because you're sad, but she's not there promoting any struck work. So I do think it's a thin line, DJ. I think it's very 
complicated, but a, a lot of people have projects that have nothing to do with AMPTP that they should be able to promote. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of other people's wallets are riding on them being able to promote that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's complicated all around. Um, but I, I do think that we are seeing a lot of very selfish thinking during this time period. Mm -hmm. And that is the opposite of what a union is. And unfortunately, the union is not going to make everybody stoked with all of the decisions that they're making. And in fact, they're going to really piss some people off on all sides of the fence. Yeah. But at the end of the day, obviously their, their end game is something that you and I and everybody we know and care about is yeah. rooting for. So yeah. it's challenging. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, so I, I do I do think I do have a a, uh, a little bit of sympathy for the idea of you're talking, you know, because I don't know about you, Roxy, but pretty much every uh, almost every show we're like, I didn't say anything fucking stupid. Right. I didn't because you're just talking and you're like in the moment and you're trying to fill the air. And it's like, did I just thinking back on the episode, I didn't say any fucking anything fucking dumb. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I do have sure a little bit of sympathy for that idea. Times. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite part, DJ, about what he said when he got to his fourth statement, which was, I think that thinking as it pertains to the shows, like the show that I am on that premiered last night, I think that is myopic. And then he, when he went to describe it, he said, nothing about the strike is funny, but I have made, but I may, if I may self-deprecate for a moment, I have no clue what I was trying to say here. And who mm. says, I think that thinking, perhaps it was an inarticulate shout out to our crew and cast who mean the world to me. I'm simply sad that we don't have a chance to celebrate a show that all of us figuratively and I literally broke my back for. Um, so he he did, and that's happened to me before. And yeah. it's probably happened to everybody in life. When you get tired, when you get sad, when you get angry, when whatever, you say something and somebody's like, what did that mean? And you're like, I have no effing idea. Yeah. I can't I even not... begin to try to think about what I was trying to say there. Yeah. So I do believe that that part, he was like, I don't know what the F that was about. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, he's, he straight up said for whether you agree with it or not, he straight up said, I do not support striking. I don't. That was his sentence. So yeah. it's hard to back that part. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As exhausted as you get, DJ, and as annoyed as we can get about certain things, what's never coming out of my mouth is I do not support striking. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's saying you're anti-union, which mm -hmm. is um a different stance than yeah. than us or uh people that believe that this should be happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, listen, let's hope uh, Stephen Mill stays out of the news for a minute. Um, I think the last time I saw it, he was suing a dog shelter because they were too loud next to his house. And the time before that, he was kicked off a plane for yelling at his wife too loud. So, you know. Yeah, uh, I've been seeing all that. Him and him and Zachary Levi both. Man, it's, it does seem like they've just been getting bad buzz recently. And I'm like, oh, what a bummer. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Speaking of bummers, good tra- thank you for that transition, Rocky- Roxy. Speaking of bummers, let's talk about Lizzo. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, everybody. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, uh, DJ, I was actually really interested when you wanted to talk about this because obviously we are talking about some things different on the show than we typically talk about, but this means that it made it into your sphere. Yeah. So was this a X find for you or, or friends talking? Like, how are you even aware of the Lizzo situation? No. So a while ago, I started frequent this website called uh, Pajiba. Somebody recommended it to me. So I started to, I was looking for an alternative to AV club because they fired him. That's, uh, anyway, it was a shitty situation over E-Club, so I decided to, like, stop reading them for a while. So I landed at Pajiba, and they cover some of, what would you call this type of news? Celebrity news? Um, they they cover this stuff from... Yeah, I mean, uh, she's a, an artist, so... Yeah. Um, so they cover this stuff from um, time to time, and so this came up, and it seems like a messy situation. Yeah, so... Essentially, for anybody who hasn't been following Lizzo's work, Lizzo has created an entire brand on being body positive, sex positive, um, and uh, honestly, positive. Just a positive person. She is a has been a leader in many communities, including the plus size community, um, and she is somebody that has been a. a leader in the LGBTQIA community. People love Lizzo. Now she is being accused by three main people, but more people seemingly are coming forward. Um, and the it, with incidents that span back to 2017, including from her backup dancer, um, a person who was supposed to be directing her documentary, saying different claims from the fact that there was... Uh, religion shaming um uh that she made people eat bananas out of sex workers vaginas mm-hmm. um that they were going to that there was different um sexual misconduct at sex worker shows such as that and other things that she had fired people um after body shaming them or let them go because of their bodies Lizzo has responded to these claims also with a social media post. She says, these last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations. 
but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. The sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. And this statement goes on, but essentially the things that you need to know is that she is denying all of these allegations. Yeah. Um, and, but there's many people coming forward. Yeah. Um, and that's always the, that's always kind of like the death knell for me. It's one thing like, like, Oh, the situation's messy. Who knows? But then like if people start crawling out of the woodwork, like, well, actually I've had this history too. It's like, mm sounds like a pattern. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and sometimes that's not the case. You know, there are things, there is such thing as disgruntled workers. There is such thing as like people wanting paydays when it comes to celebrities. But you're going to have to listen to what they're accusing somebody of and what they're saying. Um, and in this situation, it does seem like so many different incidents. The three former dancers um, are, this will probably be in court. So yeah. they're accusing her of sexual harassment. She's denying it. Um, and she's facing a lawsuit over it. So we'll see what happens there. There are claims that she created a hostile work environment. She engaged in sexual harassment. Um, her fans on this post seem to be kind of split with people saying she did, she didn't. The truth is none of us were there unless you're these dancers or the director. The director of the doc who quit after um, I think it was two weeks said yeah. that her, the treatment was unbearable and that mm -hmm. she had to leave and that she is not surprised by these allegations, man, it just feels like recently there's just, can you be rich and good? No. And like, what's the price point on that? Because I know we've talked <laughs> a lot about billionaires, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But can you be uber wealthy and still good? Because Lizzo is obviously extremely wealthy. Yeah. I would like to think there are some people that are very wealthy and still good. It, but celebrities continue to prove that to be wrong all the time. I also think, um, you know, good, you know, what good means might be different for different people. But I think there is to the, um, yeah, yeah, I do believe this. I don't have any, this is just my, my, my belief on it. Uh, I don't have any empirical evidence in front of me to back it up. But um, the, I think to, to the degree that most Americans are wealthy compared to other parts of the world. Um, and that would include people, I think you and I, even though we might not consider ourselves a part of that, you know, on, on a global scale, if you're American, statistically, you're wealthier than a chunk of the world. That's a problem. You know what I mean? You're part of a problem. You are part of, so does that mean that you are good? Um, and I and I feel like that just get the more that gets more exacerbated the more somebody is put into a position of control over other people or in a position of people telling you how great you are and that you are the special boy or girl or whatever that you're special somehow. Um, I I kind of feel like that the notion that any. I push back on the notion that anybody's special. It's one of the reasons why I didn't 
I didn't really like that Air movie. Everybody talking about, oh, Michael George, you're the fucking special. Yeah, man, he's good at a fucking game. And I'm not going to fucking deny it. He's one of the greatest. I fucking get it. But this notion that we need to, like, that he's fucking Jesus, like, cut it out. It doesn't help people. It doesn't help their brain. It doesn't. Um, and, I, not, and I don't know about any of uh, Michael's personal. This isn't about fucking Michael Jordan. Um, uh, and this is, of course, me not saying he's not one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Of course he is. But um, I just feel like. It, at, at best, let's say uh, that you know these are situations that made these people feel uncomfortable. Wouldn't necessarily make you, me, you and I feel uncomfortable, um, or or that right. you know what I mean. Like this is just a different perspective. Let's, let's let's play devil's advocate and say that it becomes tricky because these are people that felt forced in that situation, and so it made them it, it made them uncomfortable. So you, the the more power, however you define power, the more power you give to an individual. Um, I think the the more doors open to abuse or people feeling like they're abused. Yeah, I do hear you on that. And also on the opposite end of that, the more power you have, the more out of touch often you become because yeah. people are unwilling to say no to you. And also like there's just no checks and balances system. So, you know, okay, so the allegations suit alleges that Lizzo spoke extensively about her religious views as a Christian and berated those who didn't share these beliefs. Now, again, I'm not standing up for Lizzo here, but as somebody who is a, a, a non-believer in God, this has happened to me so many times in my career yeah. and people have no idea where I'm in a room with people who all believe in God and they're talking about how bad somebody is if they don't believe in God. And yeah. I usually just stay quiet. Um, so it's uncomfortable, but that's something that I've acknowledged is like, okay with me. It's okay yeah. with me if that's a conversation that's being had. Is well, it and annoying? The flip, yes. And the flip side of that is somebody that grew up in that community. You're taught to talk that way. You know what I mean? Right. You're taught to, and that's not me justifying it. It's just, that's the worldview you're, for lack of a better word, indoctrinated into. Um, and so... Uh, saying it's tricky, I feel like it's being generous. Uh, anybody out there, don't talk about people. It's okay that they don't have the same belief system you do. But I do understand, right. I too was indoctrinated in that system. So it's like, yeah, you're yeah. just taught, that's how you, you view the fucking world. Right. I'm just saying I wouldn't sue somebody over that. I, yeah. It would annoy me and it has. And I've had many bosses who like hate that I don't believe in God. Which yeah. I don't even know why it comes up that often, but yeah, would be shouldn't um, in a job. Why we, we don't have a separation of church and state in any kind of way, and we don't yeah. have a separation of church in this country in any kind of way. So, um, but anyway, so that's first part. Claims that one dancer's virginity was frequently discussed without her consent, and that uh, so just pausing on that for a second. I think DJ, you and I have seen this happen a million times as well in terms of. In the entertainment industry, it's not, you don't have normal coworker conversations a lot of times. Right. You end up talking about things. And I can remember a very clear situation in which one, it came out that one of my coworkers came out. It, one of my coworkers was talking about be a, being a virgin, and all of the coworkers brought it up forever to this yeah. person, constantly asking them about it. Um, and that this person seemed, to be okay with it and wanted to answer questions and was very religious. So it was talk about mm -hmm. like his morals around the situation, yeah. but 
I've seen things like that happen all the time too. Did he mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable? Very likely, maybe. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Then we talk I think... about the next. Oh, go ahead. No, so finish. Finish. The the next part being um, dancers were pressured to participate in group Christian prayer. Um, that is not great. That has also happened to me. Yeah. Several times before, like a show or whatever, when somebody's like, everybody pray and whatever. You either make a scene about it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, not me saying it's right, just me saying this it's is a thing. Yep, yeah, a thing. Um, and that um all the defendants did little to remedy such actions despite knowing about them. So they're saying like that Lizzo was aware but didn't do anything to remedy it i would like to know like in what way this was brought up you know um, how many times and how i think you know i i think what you're bringing up is an interesting um because the suggestion that comes up as you say those things the suggestion that comes up in my mind is the idea that like unfortunately because of the system we live in plus size women of color are not as enmeshed especially in like as on stage dancers or whatever. So they might not be as familiar with the culture. So they're less hardened to it. And when that's, and, but then it's like, but then maybe that shouldn't be the culture. Like maybe we shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, yeah, it's, in, it's interesting to navigate the like, and I, I feel like, this is sounding like we're defending Lizzo, which I don't think any of us, either of us, is trying I know. to do. So, so not doing <laughs> yeah. that. I'm so, so not trying to do that. I just am really trying to listen to what they're saying happened, and yeah. I'm and and going off what you're talking about. Everybody has different like thresholds, almost. Yeah. Um, and I'm just talking about culturally speaking. This is incredibly common in the entertainment industry. That doesn't make it right. Yeah. But this was not shocking, and is also by comparison, which isn't the point of these things, but by comparison, when I heard um, sexual misconduct allegations and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You thought crime. I did. You thought, yeah, because that's the spectrum we're dealing with. It's like, well, were you uncomfortable or was it a crime? And also, if if it's you're uncomfortable, I mean, I'm uncomfortable a lot, which is not me trying to dismiss it. But it is, but I think I do think it's an important conversation around. It's important I do, distinction. I, I do think it's I I think it's good that we're at a place where we're trying to reckon with the boundaries here. You know what I mean about what what can be expected, what should be expected, what people should or shouldn't be comfortable with. How do you navigate people? You know, if, if I'd like to think you're like, hey, we're doing the group prayer thing, and somebody was like, yo, I'm Jewish or I'm atheist or I'm Buddhist or whatever. This isn't my jam. You'd be like, cool, yeah, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I I hope this I hope this uh, evolves the way we interact with each other in the workplace, especially entertainment workplace where things are. It's just a different type of environment. Yeah, absolutely, DJ. I'm super with you, and that's a good way of um, putting it and distinguishing it earlier too. There's crimes and there's gross. Yeah, and a lot of behavior is gross but not illegal. And yeah. when I when you hear about these lawsuits, immediately I thought like crime. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's important for us to look into these things too, because maybe she's not somebody that you would want to work for or hang out with. And maybe she's doing things that she shouldn't be doing, but she's also not um, doing other things that it, this kind of made it seem like to me. 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also, I saw a lot of people giving her shit because of her response wasn't an apology. And, and, and I do wonder sometimes, just as a practical thing, I, is there a, and not, this is not why you should apologize. Is there a benefit to anybody apologizing? I don't think we've made a culture where like you apologize, you're good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think. Uh, I think that apologies like in the immediate make zero sense i do believe that there are apologies that take place years later that do mean a lot and Mm -hmm. like somebody that um and again i'm not sitting here on my louis ck high horse by any means or to defend or protect yeah but i do feel like he has very much so he very much so took a step back and then created his own thing and and has spent a lot of time apologizing for things that he did that made people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, very different than people who they're different. It's all different weights to things. Yeah. He was put in a Harvey Weinstein camp and when in fact that is not the camp that he is in. Yeah. Um, and I do think that a lot of people, appreciated his apology more because it took place so long after and he talked about the steps he took to get to that apology mm-hmm. which included a lot of therapy and who who know i don't know these people so i don't know what's real and what's not but in my own personal life if somebody's going to apologize to me it better be because not because they were caught but because something happened to change in them yeah and that takes time yeah yeah, the only time I've seen it work is um, that I can think of is uh, Dan Harmon, and I and and um, and I think part of what made that is it was to the person, and they were like, it wasn't like a public, hey, sorry everybody, it was like to that, it was to the per- the wrong party, and she was like, yeah, we're cool now. Um, uh, anyway, which again, you shouldn't apologize to get your career back. It's just from a cultural perspective i just don't know that uh and and i think there's reasons for this i think there's a lot of reasons to suspect celebrity apologies as just like a hey let me keep making money um but let, let's get back to the me making money part um so it's tricky, it's tricky. the fact that she denied all of this yeah i think that was a really bad call on her part yeah, she denied all it, and now she's denied all of it, and she's hired the lawyer that defended Johnny Depp, which does not put you in good graces in my book. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's a it's a bad call because you would have to assume that they're going to be able to prove some of these things. Yeah. And she didn't say, I don't need, know that she needed to apologize right away, but to say absolutely none of that is true. Yeah. When I have to assume clearly a lot of it is true. Yeah. It's not the angle that I think you should go with. Yeah. And also, I should clarify based on things we said, just because something is not a crime doesn't make it not bad. Our legal system kind of fucking blows. Absolutely. So <laughs> so just to clarify that, it's just, you know, the spectrum of, and I think that's something we're dealing with too. Like, I think back to like the, and again, not that we're defending any of these people, but like the Aziz Ansari situa- situation where it's like, this is different than the other things, but I'm not saying it's not bad. Yeah, I would want to go not... on a date with him. It sounds like an awful date and sounds yeah. really uncomfortable. But at the same time, you don't deserve to be in prison for that date. 
but yeah, but I and I just the the one thing I do feel confident saying is I do wish celebrity cult, culture was different in our country. I do think I do I, our our very human tendency to give a lot of power to a small amount of people I think is causing an inordinate amount of problems for us, and I think we need to cut it the fuck out. <laughs> um, we need to at least balance the scales a little bit. Um, people are people, man, and and. Uh, the end that in the DJ's thoughts, people are people, um, and that for good or ill, that's just the way it is. You know what is a good time for ads? Let's do let's do some ads. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about aliens. Oh my fucking god! Um, so um, this is all off of um. The, we're doing this episode because David Grush, is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. David Grush? Grush? Grush. Um, who's worked with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office, gave public testimony before the House of Representatives uh, last Wednesday of this recording. I want to say it was the 26th, but I don't have that note in front of me. Um, Roxy, you were very excited to talk about this and you watched the hearings. So I'll let you start us off talking I, about aliens. I, I swear to you, I need to start with you on this, DJ, because I need to know you. We literally were about to transition to aliens and you said, oh, fuck, or whatever. Like, you are so down on UAPs. And I'm actually shocked by that because the people who seem to be least open towards. UAP existing and discovering what that means seem to be um, government defenders, which I don't find you to be. So yeah. what what is your whole what is your stance on this? What are you hoping, and why do you seem so resistant towards um, putting time and energy towards this? Um. You know, long story short, I feel like of course people encounter things all the time. I think we're we are we vastly underestimate the limits of human knowledge. Um, of course, the UAP or UFO, the U in both, I believe, stands for unidentified. So yeah, people experience unidentified, unexplainable shit all the fucking time, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the universe is a vast and mysterious place that said i don't have a lot of faith in this david grush guy and i don't um and i don't have a lot of faith in the clown car that is the u.s government to have been able to keep a secret for 80 plus years that's the short version but i do want to start on a more of a positive note because i do feel like we're in a good place because we're covering our bases it seems like you're more open to what was or was not uncovered in these hearings than i am um so I kind of want to that that's the short version of my feelings on this. Um I'm absolutely nothing was uncovered in these hearings for me because yeah. I am I have been paying very close attention to this especially since 2017. Yeah. Um but <laughs> but I I did think that the hearings were very, are very important because they are public record, which matters a lot. Somebody lying under oath versus not, um, you know, it's not just David Grush though. There are multiple people involved in these hearings. There's, he is a whistleblower as you mentioned, but the two pilots that are there as well. 
and the 40 people that Grush has interviewed and the thousands of people who have come forward specifically since the 50s, but even in the last couple of years. So in case the too long didn't read version mm-hmm. of what's going on for everybody is that there are congressional hearings happening right now that involve three witnesses, three people that they've brought forward, David Grush being one of them. David Grush, a couple of months ago, did a interview with an outlet called News Nation in which he said that not only are there UAPs, but the United States has an entire program to capture these UAPs and that we're not the only ones, that China and Russia has this program as well, and that we have captured UAPs and that we've also captured non-human life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was what the News Nation interview was. Since then, obviously, that's gotten a lot of buzz. He's got he's received whistleblower status and which does not give him the ability to publicly speak about details. And um, there have been other cases that have come forward or people who have been talking more about this. And seemingly through these hearings, there are going to be more people who step forward as well. He is considered to be a very credible source, as are the two other pilots that are in this hearing. And on Last Wednesday, there was a two and a half hour congressional hearing where people from the likes of AOC to Matt Gates were all there as part of this committee to try to figure out what is going on with UAPs. Again, for the too long didn't read version of this, it seems like the main takeaways, if you're watching, like if you watch AOC's lives after this, or if you're listening to what Luna, who is another person on this committee, what she's had, having to say. And again, these are people on completely different sides of the aisle. It seems like everybody is on the same page about the fact that the government is hiding things. Um, the One of the people in here said, "You can, uh, people cannot trust a government that does not trust its people. It's very obvious that our government does not trust us. That not, has nothing to do with UAPs. That's what we've seen throughout history. If you look at the JFK assassinate, from everything from the JFK assassination to everything with 9-11 to this, um, it's not conspiracy theories. It is missing information for the people of this government, uh, the people of the United States um, and people around the world. And those are facts. That's not theories, right? We are missing information. There are things that are classified. There are things that they have not shared with us. I think that everybody can agree to that extent. And like DJ said, we are talking about unidentified. That's Mm -hmm. a fact. There are objects they have not identified. There are aerial phenomenon that have not been identified. Now, what you believe those are is where we start to really differ, right? Um, But everybody on the committee at least believes that there are several, um, and when I say several, I don't mean four or five, I mean hundreds of unidentified aerial phenomenon. Now, Mm -hmm. it seems like people like AOC are very skeptical to jump from that to alien. They're like, she is like, all I can say is this is unidentified and the government is holding secrets on this. And the people need to know what's happening here. Is it unidentified because it's coming from a different country? 
Is it unidentified because it's coming from a different planet? Is it unidentified because it's coming from a different dimension? And that seems to be what these, that's such obviously a, a, a wide range. Or is it unidentified because it's coming from our own country and we are hiding technology from our own people? So, or is it just a lot of time? Sorry, a lot of times it's balloons. Anyway, <laughs> not not the um, these hearings specifically are mm-hmm. not about. It's not like the Chinese balloon that we do, that we yeah. later identified. Um, so there's been several cases. Obviously, Roswell being one of the most famous of the cases that I think are probably going to be brought up throughout these hearings. uh, In this hearing, they specifically talked about the UAP sighting in San Diego by all the SEALs. Mm -hmm. That was um, the length of a football field, so not a um, balloon. And they are calling it the most credible sources sighting or um, credible individuals sighting a UAP. I think that they're probably going to bring in different cases, Australia, Brazil, um, Chicago, there's been so many of them yeah. and that have not been identified yet. Again, that's yeah. the only thing that they, a lot of them are willing to say unidentified yeah. um, and help us explain what this is. I think that it's very obvious that our government is hiding something huge from us. Um, I don't know okay. what that is. Uh, so is there, is there, is there a point in this? That you're like, man, eh, that sounds like bullshit to me. Is there any, is there like, so, so the levels are, there are unidentified aerial phenomenon. Some of that phenomenon, the government is keeping secrets from us. Those secrets are that they're aliens. Not only are they aliens, but some of them crashed. Not only did they crash, but we have some of them. And that's across the, is there any point on that chain where you're like, mm, I think not. that's all extremely plausible. I don't okay. know that that's what I think happened, but I think it's all plausible. Yeah. I do think that's all on the table. Um, I have not at all said, I believe that aliens are here. Yeah. Um, I think it's definite that there are UAPs. And I think it is very likely that there we have had non this dimension humans here. And that it's also very likely that the government is extremely aware of this and that some of them or the remnants of them are in captivity. Yeah, I really do believe that. Yeah, I struggle with that for a variety of reasons makes perfect Um, sense it's a it is a challenging thought for sure because i know a big i i read uh, some of the stuff i'm pulling from is from this vox article um written by um andrew prokop um i also was looking at a guardian article about this too that i thought i found was very uh fascinating but i know seems like a big part of the credibility that started this whole uh, chain of, of events going was a New York Times article that revealed, um, yeah, that, that talked about this program um, started by Harry Reid. What, like I was watching the show, this show, UFO, Understanding the Unknown, whatever, I can't remember, let me bring it up. I watched one episode of it, I'm like, mm, this isn't for me. The five-star um, theories? Yeah, because it was very much... Uh, confirmation bias kept popping up in my brain. Um, 
Um, UFOs investigating the unknown on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And they bring this up. They bring this up or this this article. What they don't bring up is that Harry Reid was uh, uh, was persuaded to start this this uh, government looking into UAPs by a man named Robert Bigelow, who's a wealthy donor obsessed with aliens and the paranormal. Um, and not only did he basically pressure Harry Reid into starting the program, the program then hired Bigelow's own company for a contract for that. Um, and it doesn't appear to have accomplished much other than collecting these videos of UAPs. Um, it's also worth noting that the whistleblower article that Grush that started the, the article that was the whistleblower thing that started this hearing, the uh, news nation which, interview, uh, not news nation. He did that after, after that it was what the debrief and the original article It was before the news nation won the debrief article, the New York times, the Washington post and political all refused to cover it. Uh, cause they didn't think there was enough there. Um, and the debrief is a notably UFO friendly outlet, um, and then um, also Crush suggested, not in the hearings, but he suggested that Pope Pius XII negotiated the transfers of a UFO from Mussolini's Italy to the U.S. in 1944, yeah. which this is, these aren't serious people. <laughs> this is not. Um, and I think part of my issue is, so if Grush, if Grush is blowing the lid off of the biggest human conspiracy in the history of the U.S. government, if not the entire world, Edward Snowden just told us about the U.S. Oh, like basically the U.S. is spying on us, and he had to flee the fucking country. Reality Winner just blew the lid off of Russian Russia hacking into the um, uh, into the U.S. election, and she got the longest prison sentence for any whistleblower. And Grush is just walking around free. He's uh, he he suggested that people he's just he suggested they they've injured and killed people for this, but he's not in prison. He hasn't had to flee the country. Well, he has whistleblower status and that's why he's doing these hearings, but he he's had like all DJ you did you watch the hearings? No. Oh, every death threat possible. His right life is at risk, his family's life is at risk and he's very aware of that and believes that he will have to flee the country. And he's also asking for um, the ability to have closed door conversations because he's not publicly speaking about the information that he actually knows. He's speaking very vaguely, as you've seen in those quotes. Yeah, I have trouble buying a guy that's like, oh, I know somebody that knows somebody. I could testify in front of Congress that I know somebody that knows somebody that told me once that we have these U.S. U- these it's not know somebody who knows somebody. It's 40 different people that he interviewed while he was heading the operations. And not he says. Only, <laughs> and not, yeah, but they all three of them are willing to come forward as well, DJ. And, sure. <laughs> and the two different pilots. Here's what I do think is the problem. I think this would really fuck you up. And it would really fuck me up. And it would no. fuck up the entire world. So people don't want to investigate. And I'm not, I'm saying-, not saying what we're going to find. And I think most people, like AOC, and the words coming out of my mouth right now, but like Matt Gates. I do not have any um, end game in sight of what or any eggs in any basket of what we do find. But the fact that we have eight billion dollars going to our defense and we are not able to audit any part of where that money goes and that there could very well be a branch of our or a, a portion of our government, a team that is capturing UAPs and holding them and our and our taxpayer dollars are going to that 
We deserve to know what's going on there. Whether I think we deserve to know what's going on with our government not. spending, but I think what you'll find is that it's mostly grift and mostly people patting their own pockets. Because the, I think Fine, the if that's is, what we find based on these hearings, and that's what we find. But great, it's awesome. Ours to find. But I think the issue is, I think to suggest, so the nearest Earth-like planet is four light years away, which means if you broke the laws of physics and traveled the speed of light, which as far as our technology knows is, is impossible, it would still take you four years to get here. And some species was able to accomplish that, but also crash their dumb ass. The, the thing so that we can that, do is that land. Was also, that was also brought up in the hearing several okay. times. And here, uh -huh. and here are different thoughts on this. And you're going to roll your eyes and you're going to nod your head no, which is yeah. totally fine. Um, we are puny little brains and lack of science understanding because that's not what you and I do don't understand how these species are traveling and mm -hmm. that is why they are talking about interdimensional travel here that i don't know that that explains why they would if they're, uh, if they're technically capable okay there. all right all right all right all right so they believe some of the people believe some of the scientists that are looking into this believe in interdimensional travel via shadow um which is something that i don't fucking understand Mm -hmm. And can't sit here and tell you I believe because I don't know enough to know about interdimensional travel. But that when you are traveling interdimensionally, if that's what you're doing, and if they do have technology to essentially shadow travel, it is not to our understanding the same thing as this four-year journey. And like a car where we have millions of them, but sometimes they crash just because you have the technology to do something does not mean you have perfected the technology to land safely and also coming into an environment and atmosphere that they may or may not have ever been in. And by they, I don't, I'm not speaking about any individual, could be humanoid, could be alien, could be whatever it is, um, could be a different country here, which I don't believe that it is, but whatever is crashing, just because you have technology does not mean that you can, it's the same thing that we have technology for rocket ships. But that doesn't but, mean that they've never exploded. Yeah, I understand. But but also, if they're coming here, I think it's reasonable to suggest that they have the technology to do this, that whatever these entities are would want to keep it a secret, right? Because if they didn't, we'd know. They have the capability or, to let us know if they want they, to keep it a secret. Because a lot of the thought process is that they've been surveilling us for so long, or they're very aware that people won't believe it because yeah. they've been surveilling us for so long that they so, know. That Wouldn't they come for it. the bodies that they drop if if somebody had a car accident in our atmosphere? Also, yeah, as they have, DJ. That's part of what the, um, that's part of what they believe they have been doing. I think the it's the other thing I have issues with is there's this um, NASA's doing this program called the Europa Clipper. We're f spending five billion dollars to send a craft to Europa because we think there might be life because there's an ocean under the ice. There might be life, probably microbial life, but maybe more complex life. And we're spending $5 billion. Who cares if we have aliens locked up in the basement? Why are we spending that $5 billion? I don't get your question. Why is the government spending $5 billion to find microbes on Europa if we have complex alien life sitting in a bunker somewhere? What does one have to do with the other? Because it doesn't, I think that's my issue. I think, I feel like people are underestimating. This would be like, this to me, the closest equivalent I can think of is 
Jesus exists. He came back for the second coming. We have him in the basement. That is, that is, and I don't think anybody, one, we wouldn't be able to keep that a secret. Two, this Grush guy is saying, Grush guy is saying that we're sharing this stuff with Lockheed Martin. Corporate companies, and it's not getting out. It's not leaking. We're still spending $5 billion to send stuff to Europa to find microbes. It doesn't matter. If we've got interdimensional alien life or whatever, Do you fucking microbes on Europa don't matter. Approved people were part of the making of the atom bomb. And we know about it. We and they not. couldn't keep it a secret. It leaked to Russia. That was the that, whole point of that was the it, whole point of the movie. It leaked. It leaked afterwards. The formula leaked afterwards. No, <laughs> it leaked at the same time. No, That's why Russia was able to start working on it at the same time. They did not receive our formula until afterwards. They received that we were working on it, and they were able to see that they so should be working on it. You're trying to convey to me that dozens of people across decades, across administrations, across countries, Not dozens, all of them I were able to keep thousands, this a secret. Thousands. Thousands of people yes. across gen- across decades, across governments, across uh, administrations, all were able to keep this a secret. I don't believe it's been kept a secret. I believe that they've been very, that this is very, if you want to look into this, which I don't believe you have, which is fine. I presented all this and you don't think I looked into it? I, that was like a quick Google search. Because it was not a quick Google with. search, Roxy. It was not a quick Google search. Okay, do you know what I'm talking about when I say what happened in San Diego, what happened at O'Hare, what happened in Brazil, what happened in Australia? You don't know because you haven't looked into any of them, which is normal because most people don't. But that's the problem that people then say, okay, well, this is funded by somebody who believes in this, who is a billionaire. You come back with one thing about one person. Which who is dead? No, I okay. Uh, uh, I feel like I go back to the first UFO sighting was by name by Kenneth Arnold in nineteen forty-seven. Not the first. That's the first. That was the first modern one. And uh, he said he said he saw something that flew erratic like a saucer that skipped skipped it across like water. And what happened was. Suddenly, what people started seeing was saucers, even though that's not what he said he saw. That's not, he said it, it skipped across the water like a saucer, not that it was shaped like a saucer. But that's what people started seeing. And we tend to get these UFO sightings around moments of great turmoil. That was specifically Cold War nuclear fears. Now we've got COVID, now we've got insurrection, now we've got all these other things, which I think is why it's uh, uh, picking up again. But there I aren't think, more sightings today than there were 10 years ago. I, I think, I think the people that are buying into this are putting significantly too much faith in our government's ability to keep something this big a secret. And yet it is a secret because all of us are speculating about it. Let me ask you this. Why won't they let Grush speak about any of these interviews and even he's in saying they won't he's the saying Congress. i'm sorry i can't talk about it and he went no, no, and that's no, part they, of the reason no, hold on this, they just that's part of the reason that's part of the reason why new york times and the washington post wouldn't print the article because they he was in a locked room with these people and they they couldn't they right couldn't because get, new york times and washington post aren't funded by people who would want to keep this as a secret either listen either. no but you and i can do this back and forth you you can you can throw up all the i can i can poke every hole you i want into this thing and it's like it's not going to matter because that's how conspiracies work no matter it's what no matter what there are uaps 
That's not a conspiracy. There are unidentified things. That's what I think people in your position get so frustrated with is that I'm not sitting here with the answers. I'm saying yeah. we don't know the answers and it is worth our time to figure them out and to have this information released. And okay. people sit there and they say like, but it can't be aliens because that would be crazy. Okay, maybe it's not. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I think when know. we do look into these things and I think we look into them more often than you think, it tends not to be more mundane. Uh, and I feel like, this? okay, let's get into, let's get into some of the discord questions. Cause I feel like we, we're going to keep going back and forth on this. Um, um, Jake Hefner, what do you think is more likely if aliens are real, we turn into a star Trek style reality where we mostly get along with each other or it's independence day where we're all sitting ducks. I think the first one's more likely. I hope you're right. I think that the first one's more likely because I believe that they, we are not identif unidentified to them. And I think if they wanted us, if they wanted Independence Day, we'd be gonzo at this point. Um, one hopes. That's another thing. Mm. Sorry. Why don't we get their microbes? We should all be dead. Anyway. Um, what? I'm sorry. When we're going to Europa, we're spending a lot of time and energy to figure out how we don't drop microbes into that environment because it would, in all likelihood, kill any life that was there. So if we're just picking up dead bodies, everybody should have fucking died from the microbes they brought with them. Anyway, that's you uh, it's science. You know how I'm, just saying, no, I'm, I'm just saying science. science. You're talking about faith, which is wild. What do you mean faith? Like you're, scientists, you're scientists are thinking about when we go to Europa because that's what happened when Europeans came to the United States. We gave the indigenous people our diseases, which wiped out most indigenous people on the continental United States. So that when England, when more Europeans came over, they're like, "Oh, it's empty." Yeah, because we already killed all of them with our so microbes. That's how things work. Having a couple of non-human um, species here would have killed every person on the planet. Would have introduced a could have introduced a series of microbes that would have had a major impact on our environment. Yes. And you don't believe that it's possible that any diseases have been introduced. I mean, I don't know how what you're saying is more faith based than what I'm saying. No, I'm what I'm DJ. I, that's why I do think that you are faith based on this. That like I just don't believe it, and it's like believe what? No, that they're unidentified. I'm saying based on all right. Um, um, Jaime, I think that's probably pronounced. It's X I M E. I asked you last time. I apologize if I keep. I feel like uh, X is Z, right? C he, oh, I'm so sorry. I've asked my wife this too. I should remember. Anyway, um, what like show? Hulu, the yeah, I think you might be right. What show, movie, or book would you like to show an alien to teach them about ordinary humans? Do you have an answer? No. What show? What show? I have to answer what, all of the questions? We both have to answer them. I was just hoping you'd answer it first so I could fucking figure it out. So I could I think about my answer. DJ, I've upset you and I don't know how. Um, what movie, book, or or uh, would you show to an alien to Mike teach Joyce them says about Jersey Shore, which I actually think is a hysterical answer. Yeah, but I want them to think good about us. Um, so let's say Parks and Rec. Some mm -hmm. of us are out here trying, aliens. Don't, 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 don't throw us all under the bus. I wonder if they would get the humor. Like uh, Parks and Rec. Good question. Good question. Last question 
uh, Clementine, what government action do you think this whole political theater is designed to distract us from? My money is on this. And he posted a link to the Supreme Court allowing construction to resume on Mountain Valley. I don't know, Clementine, but you and I are on the same page. Um, anyway. AOC said that she believes that these hearings are happening right now because the Republicans have a majority, which means that they have been doing a lot of interfighting about agriculture. Yeah. And that they can't come to an agreement, which causes strange hearings to be taking place during this time when the party that has the majority is is um, disputing like more mundane incidents. A lot of times they'll do loopy or crazy or whatever you want to call it um, hearings as they're trying to figure that stuff out. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Listen. We're going to agree to disagree. Let us know in the comments. Do we have comments for these? In what you think about... Oh, we do, because we this is on YouTube as well. Let us know what you think in the chat. We've covered all our bases. Roxy, where can the kids find you? Uh, everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show everywhere, everywhere that matters, but on at only stupid answers, but on X. Ink out the vowels from stupid. It's still, it's an X logo, but it still says Twitter on my phone. It's fucking dumb. It says uh, Twitter on your phone still? It, let, me, let me see. Good question. I, some, at and some also, point, no, it says calling? X, but at some point it said Twitter. I saw Twitter. I'm like, what are we even doing? Is it still Twitter or is it X? What are you calling a tweet? I'm still calling it a tweet. I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't want to call it X. I don't want to acknowledge this shit. Hmm. Listen, I want the aliens to come for us. Save us from this shit. Uh, that's it, everybody. Yeah. Aliens. Bye. Bye.